Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. I'm your host, Jared Cunningham, and it's good to be back. The goal was to return with season four sooner, but it was difficult to come up with new ideas. In a world of interconnected stories and alternate universes and reboots, how do you say what you haven't already? I mean, there's 54 refreshed episodes, not to mention 16 model conversation episodes. So where to start? If I've learned anything from reading mysteries and thrillers, it's that when you're unsure of what to do, start with what you know because it gives you a baseline to start with. In this case, as many of you would agree, I know music. More importantly, I love music. As I've said in the podcast before, regardless of how complex or difficult it can be, music, for me, makes sense when nothing else does. And, as I've also mentioned, I'm a music nerd. I enjoy getting lost in the rabbit hole of what inspired a song to be written, the stories of recording the song in the studio, and the accidents that led to the creation of some of my favorite songs. So, over the summer, I'll be diving into the history and stories behind some of our favorite hymns to, hopefully, make us appreciate them more than we already do. There's life experience, complexity, and happy accidents that go into the music that we hold so dear. And, knowing those details helps us connect with them in new ways. And what better song to start with than, How Can I Keep From Singing? And the noted man behind it, Robert Lowry. If you're not familiar with Robert Lowry, it's understandable. He's similar to people like Paul Jackson Jr., Greg Fillingaines, James Jamerson, and Carol Kay, in that you've heard their work without knowing you were hearing them. Perhaps you've heard the classic hymns like I Need Thee Every Hour or Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Those and hundreds of others owe their credit to Mr. Lowry. Born in Pennsylvania and raised in the Baptist Church, Lowry decided to focus on his work in the ministry at the age of 22. Since a young age, he had been interested in music, and he went on to study music, after editorial needs were placed on him. After years of composing hymns and editing for collections, a reporter asked how he developed his method for composing. He replied, I have no methods. I watch my moods, and when anything strikes me, whether words or music, I jot it down. My brain is sort of a spinning machine. There's music running through it all the time. <clears throat> I, I know that feeling. Lowry went on to say, the tunes of nearly all the hymns I have written have been completed on paper before I tried them on the organ. Frequently, the words of the hymn and the music have been written at the same time. From that brief background, it's not surprising to see how a hymn like How Can I Keep From Singing came about. Regardless, this story is more convoluted than you'd think. In most hymnals that contain this hymn, the words in the music are credited to Robert Lowry. However, he never took credit for writing the song during his lifetime. So, who wrote it? It's sort of confusing. In 1968, a poem entitled Always Rejoicing by a Miss Pauline T. was published in the New York Observer. Photographic evidence shows the text in the newspaper matches the lyrics of How Can I Keep From Singing to the T. So, the lyrics are written by Miss Pauline T. and the music is by Robert Lowry, right? 
well, not quite. An 1864 collection by Anna Bartlett Warner, you may know her as the lyric writer of Jesus Loves Me, shows the text and the tune of How Can I Keep From Singing. So, maybe Miss Anna Bartlett Warner wrote it, right? Well, the consensus is that while the collection by Miss Warner verifies that Mr. Lowry did not write the tune, it's not enough evidence to prove that she did write it. In either case, How Can I Keep From Singing could have been written by Miss Pauline T. or Anna Warner. So, where does Robert Lowry come into the picture? Well, it's simple. In, again, in 1868, William B. Bradbury, who is credited with writing the music for Just As I Am, Sweet Hour of Prayer, and The Solid Rock, also known as My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. He was working on a collection of Sunday school songs to be named Bright Jewels for the Sunday School. Unfortunately, Mr. Bradbury passed away before the work was finished, and Robert Lowry was brought in as the designated editor to finish the collection. And in the collection of songs for Bright Jewels is one How Can I Keep From Singing? Because he was the editor, Lowry was given credit as the author, explaining why he didn't take credit for the song. What's that expression? It's a tangled web we weave? How's that for a tangled web? Despite its muddled background and regardless of the fact that it may not spring to mind as quickly as ones like Amazing Grace, It Is Well With My Soul, or How Great Thou Art, the hymn How Can I Keep From Singing has stood the test of time and remain a fixture in churches today. And I think it's for one reason. Relevance. It's a broad term, but it's accurate. Take the opening line, my life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentation. Said another way, our lives move on as we go through sadness and grief. With that sentence alone, I don't think I need to give any examples of sadness you've probably experienced. In the second verse, the hymn goes on to say, through all the tumult and the strife, I hear that music ringing. Now, tumult and strife are odd words because you immediately know what they mean even if you don't know what their exact definitions are. If you're like me, certain emotions come to mind when you hear those words. For reference, tumult refers to confusion or disorder, or a large, confused noise, especially made by a large crowd, while strife is an angry disagreement over an issue, or as we call it, conflict. Again, I don't need to give you examples of either of those because there's plenty of recent ones. In two verses, we've not only described the state of the world at various incalculable moments throughout time, but also as it is today. On top of that, those two verses describe how our own personal lives are. Though life has its joyful moments, there are still times where we experience sadness and conflict in our day-to-day lives. There's these points where all we want to do is shut the world off or pause what's going on around us so we can just catch a breath for a minute. But we can't because in the words of one of my other favorite songs, we have to keep on keeping on. But how can we keep on when it feels like there's a storm around us? The chorus of the song ties it all together. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? In the face of life's setbacks and strife, God is with us through it all. 
giving us a reason to sing. It would almost sound strange to sing during hard times if there weren't so many examples in the Bible and throughout history. In Exodus, we see the Israelites singing songs during the night of the Passover and as they wandered through the desert, longing to return to their homeland. In Acts 16, during the time of their imprisonment, we see Paul and Silas singing psalms and praying after an unfair trial and a severe beating. And how can we forget the psalms? In many of the psalms, either written by David or by others, we find people singing in times of need or during intense conflict. In Psalms 46, the music leader sings, God is our refuge and strength, a help always near in times of great trouble. That's why we won't be afraid when the world falls apart, when the mountains crumble into the center of the sea, when its waters roar and rage, when the mountains shake because of its surging waves. The chapter ends with these words, the Lord of heavenly forces is with us. The God of Jacob is our place of safety. Through many dangers, struggles, sadness, and an array of confusion and conflicts, as begrudging as life can be, as hard as it is to keep moving forward, we have a genuine reason to do so. We worship a God who gives us strength, who our hope is built on, and who is with us in the storm. So as we wake up each day to face the obstacles ahead, knowing we are not facing them alone, as songs pop into our head throughout the day, we must too ask ourselves, how can I keep from singing?